Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Bob Seska. You really are sick. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, July 20th, 2023, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hello, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 9-11 of the Biden-Harris administration. That's spooky. 473 days until the 24th presidential election. You can find me on Instagram, the Bob Seska, Twitter, Bob Seska underscore go. Spoutable Bob Seska. Threads is the Bob Seska because it's the same as my Instagram handle because goddamn you, Zuckerberg. Also, Patreon is bobseskashow.com. And look, it's the goth ninjas. Yeah. Jody Hamilton from the Stephanie Miller Show. That is so awesome. More to come <laughs> on that. Fancy here. now. I know. StephanieMiller.com, sexyliberal.com, etc. Also, David Ferguson, we call him T-Rex. His music project is Astral Summer, astralsummer.bandcamp.com. Also, patreon.com slash Astral Summer. World premiere song today from Astral Summer at the bottom of the show. Goth karaoke night. <laughs> I can't yeah. wait. I can't wait. It's hot off the presses, and we have it for you right here. Uh, so uh, back to what we were saying about Jody. I go away for vacation for a couple of weeks, <laughs> and the whole world is turned upside, upside down. down. Yeah. Travis goes away. Travis is leaving the Stephanie Miller show to go work with Jackie Schechner. That thief. Yeah, I know. I love Jackie Schechner, so I can't like can't hate. Oh, she's the best. In fact, she actually called Stephanie. Yeah. Before she offered Travis the job. Wow. Oh, what a stand-up gal. Yeah. She said, look, yeah. if you don't want me, you know, and, and Stephanie goes, I love that I have so much control over his life. Um, <laughs> she but, just uh, signed his permission slip. Kind Well, you know, it's, it's understandable. It's not like it's, they it's don't know. Good, it's, it's That's the way you business. do this. It's yeah, it's good business. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the universe takes away a Travis Bone and gives us a Jody Hamilton, executive <laughs> producer of the Stephanie Miller show. That is a... Uh, <laughs> Stupendous, wonderful. Are you ready? Are you ready to get up at scary o'clock every day? Is that it? Well, I've been getting up at scary o'clock anyway. Voluntarily. Yeah. yeah. Now that you've had kittens, you'll Oops. be up at scary o'clock regardless. <laughs> well, you know what's weird? They're sleeping like six hours straight. Oh, so you got the only kittens that sleep for six hours straight. How yeah, lucky it's is that? Very that's weird. The, that's today. Well, no, no, no. It's been They're the whole. They're growing very fast. That's true, yeah. but we we uh, we got them, you know, last weekend on Sunday. We got them on Sunday, and um, they do literally, sleep a lot. They, they do, and yeah. I mean, I, we were used to our cat. She slept all the time, 
Um, but it's very strange because they only got up like like at eight thirty at night. They're up running around the bedroom, yeah. like a motor speedway, mm-hmm. and then they conk out about nine nine p.m. Yeah. And then they don't get up until like three, which is fine with me. Well, so here's the thing. When I found out that you were going to be the executive producer of the Stephanie Miller show, my first reaction was, that is awesome. I love Jody. I'm so glad that she's getting upped to the big chair, so to speak. <laughs> it's, then, it's, the joke has been, it's still not me for years. But then the second thought I had was, God, I hope she doesn't leave the show. What no, about what like about me? Show. It's all about me, me, me. <laughs> yeah, I can't be a win. solo goth ninja. That's right. <laughs> what God even ninja's... is that? Enjoyed ninjin. So I, we're so happy for you, Jody. This is uh, an amazing thing, and uh, we know you're going to hit it out of the park. And uh, yeah, Lonnie and I have decided that because of the time of day that I have to, you know, do the work for Stephanie because of how it how she likes things sent to her and mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. So our pool house is now my office <laughs> so that oh. Lonnie doesn't have to listen to MSNBC. Oh, so that's verboten <laughs> in your household? Why is that? Well, it's not verboten. It's just like I'll watch it and then he'll walk into another room. Oh, I you see. Know? And so this way, you know, I, he has the office to, for singing and recording and doing what he needs to do. Mm-hmm. And then I go into the pool house <laughs> after I come home. I come home, walk then go to work again and, you know, finish by three or four in the afternoon um, so that I'm out there listening to the news, watching, you know, doing what I can, getting stories together so that he doesn't have to hear it. Because even Dylan was telling Travis, he's like, can we never watch MSNBC again? (laughs) See, when you mention Pool House, though, I immediately go to Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Like. (laughs) It's not. It's not dissimilar to that. Yeah, D- Damone is hanging out back there. Actually, you know, he might. I immediately go to Kato Kalen. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, see that that differentiates us in it's terms of It's a much nicer pool house, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is it yeah, a big pool, no. big pool house? Ours, no. It's. I mean, it's very much. I mean, actually, Bob Romanus has seen that pool house. So there is. <laughs> Damone has been in that pool house. Oh my God! Are you serious? It should have broken the space time continuum somehow. You'd think. Uh, no, <laughs> yeah. it's 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 a one room with a toilet. You know, yeah. I mean, Lonnie redid it uh, recently. We it used to have a fireplace in it, and so we took that out and we made that a closet area. Yeah. And then Lonnie, there was a door that wasn't the door to the. We have a glass door, but there was an actual old door. Yeah. So we boarded that up. He put a wall in and stuff. So it's it's it's. He did a great job. I'll, t- I'll send you pictures. Yeah. Now, it would be especially amazing if Robert Romanus went back to your pool house and sat there and ate uh, linguine with clam sauce and a Coke with no ice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm full of those references, man. I forget names of people I met yesterday, and I can remember lines from movies from That's 40 years ago. So Same you know. here. So I'm with you. <laughs> Well, again, congratulations. And, and obviously, you. we send out all of our hugs and support and good vibes and healing vibes to uh, the woman at the center of our yeah. universe, Stephanie Miller, yeah. uh, after she lost her mom. Just a week ago. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, so tragic and sad. She lived a, a good long life. And you know what? Mm-hmm. She left a hell yeah. of a legacy behind in, in Stephanie Miller and then all the people who circulate around Stephanie Miller and, and how... Stephanie herself so enriches millions and millions of lives every day uh, with her show and her work so important and yeah. especially now. And so in that regard, uh, you know, we have to pay tribute to uh, Stephanie's mom for yeah. 
producing Stephanie, Stephanie Miller. Yeah, literally producing Stephanie she Miller. Did. Yeah, she produced her. Exactly. So uh, all the best to Stephanie. And she's back doing the show, which is Herculean, I think. Mm-hmm. It's kind of amazing. I would be uh, just like wrecked for weeks. Yeah, but we're not going to, if something ever happens to your mom, Bob, we're not even going to call you until Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, well, we're all getting to that age where things like that are starting to happen. So uh, we're all kind of hunkering down for those uh, eventualities. Oh, you know what I wanted to mention here, too, is uh, a big thanks to Tommy Christopher over at Mediaite for finding the most hideous screen grab of me in the history of hideous screen grabs. He wrote up a piece about an episode of Trek Politics, which is my new podcast with Mary Trump, where we talk about all the political allegory, cultural allegory from Star Trek. More on that in just a second. But he wrote up a piece about the episode with Jerry Ryan where we were comparing the MAGA cult to the Borg. You know, Jerry looks great in the screen grab and the graphic for the article. Mary looks great in the screen grab. I look like W.C. Fields for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) My face face looks all red and inflamed and I have this sort of squinty grin on my face. I look absolutely hammered. If you want to know what I look like, when I'm drunk. <laughs> After an entire bottle of Merlot. Are you kidding? Two bottles. And then I uh, then I start to look like that. I shared this with Matt Taibbi, that when I'm talking, apparently, it looks like there is a tiny dwarf inside my head punching outward at different angles. Because <laughs> making my face bulge and bizarre in hideous ways. Because, like, it's just... You've got some sort of parasite yeah, in there alien. pushing through your skin. <laughs> I look cartoonishly drunk. In the picture of me. So if you want to check that out, go to Mediaite. <laughs> it's now uh, found in the entertainment section uh, of the Mediaite website. But uh, thanks to Tommy Christopher for putting that together for us. All We could use all the publicity we could get. It's a Star Trek show where we are no longer talking about Star Trek, at least for the duration of the Screen Actors Guild strike. We've decided to do that in solidarity with the actors And of course, there are guidelines from the Screen Actors Guild about podcasters and promoting works produced by studios and networks and so on. And so we don't want to trample out of deference to that. We don't want to trample on the guidelines. We certainly don't want to step on anyone's feet when it comes to actors because a significant portion of this show is constructed around actors from the Star Trek universe. So we're just going to stand in solidarity with them. So it's a little bit awkward. We're not going to talk about Star Trek on a show about Star Trek. So like for this week's episode, we talked to the great Kirk Acevedo, one of my favorite people on the internet. Yeah. And so uh, we talked to Kirk yesterday about the strike itself and about actors life sort of things, hashtag actors life things. And got into the uh, the reasons for the strike, got into AI, what it's like for Kirk and Kirsten to be sort of middle-class actors, as they refer to themselves. Mm. And and so that was a great conversation. And that, that's kind of what we're going to do. So next week, we're going to talk to Mary McDonald. Of course, we know her from uh, Battlestar Galactica and Dances with Wolves and so many great movies and TV shows. She's an award-winning actress. And so we're going to talk to her about the same thing. What is this like for you? How have you been dealing with, you know, all of these things circulating around uh, the Screen Actors Guild and how actors are being treated and compensation and AI and all the rest of it. So that's coming up next week on uh, Trek Politics. So I'm just 
over here plotting on who I should start telling that you've got a big bad drinking problem now that that picture's out there. <laughs> you're gonna start a whisper campaign. In fact, I think I, I know the executive producer of the Stephanie Miller show. I'm gonna, you know, I, I've been hitting the sauce pretty hard. I don't know how reliable he's gonna be. And now he's drunk during the show. What's going on? No, there's that's nothing new. <laughs> Okay, so now that uh, we've got all that out of the way, the next set of federal charges against Donald Trump will probably be handed down, uh, you know, a few minutes as after we finish, we finish the show. As soon as we finish the show today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kimberly and I are in a d- debate about that on Twitter right now. She thinks it's going to be tomorrow. I was like, no, no, the universe isn't th- that kind to me. <laughs> the universe. Well, I told Ben last night that it's, we're going to record our podcast tomorrow and then the charges will drop half an hour later. Good Lord. It's not a stretch to forecast that sort of thing. It's happened so many times. It happened with the previous indictment, remember? But uh, two of the statutes that Donald Trump will likely be charged with, with regard to January 6th, relate to conspiracy to commit an offense or to defraud the United States, and deprivation of rights under color of law. We're going to talk about that here in in just a second. But the third charge includes potential charges ranging from obstruction of an official proceeding to tampering with a witness, victim, or informant. Now, that makes it sound like it's singular, like there was one witness that Donald Trump was tampering with. Is there any word as to whether there are multiple witnesses that he was tampering with, or are we looking at just one witness? Jody, do we have any additional information about that so far? Not that I can deduce. Okay. I, I, I you know. <laughs> yeah, right now we're just flying blind. Well, there's yeah. really way, no way to know for sure, right? Right. What I found interesting in some of the reporting is the target letter makes it more or less inevitable that Donald Trump will be indicted. I don't think it's a matter of if, I think it's a matter of when. The Justice Department, according to NBC News, defines a target as a, quote, person as to whom the prosecutor or the grand jury has substantial evidence linking him or her to the commission of a crime and who, in the judgment of the prosecutor, is a putative defendant. So essentially, the fact that Donald Trump got this target letter signifies that he will be a defendant in a criminal trial soon. So thank God. Mm. The purpose of notifying a target of the status is to, quote, afford him or her an opportunity to testify before the grand jury, according to the Justice Department. Now, I think that deadline was today, wasn't it? I think so. Like he was going to appear today? Is there any word as to whether or not anyone... Bueller, did he show up in, in Washington? I'm looking today? on the Twitter. I don't see anything at the moment. I don't think he did. Maybe he just doesn't putative care. Putative is such a weird word. What, putative? It's, it sounds like he's in a cocoon or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the larval defendant. Yeah, um, exactly. So the next aspect of all of this, I hinted at just a second ago. We're talking about charges related to a civil rights law wound into all of this. Federal prosecutors have introduced a new twist into the January 6th investigation by suggesting in a target letter that they could charge Trump with violating a civil rights statute that dates back to the post-Civil War Reconstruction era, according to three people familiar with the matter. Uh, The third criminal law cited in the letter was a surprise, Section 241 of Title 18 of the United States Code, which makes it a crime for people to, quote, conspire to injure, oppress, threaten, or intimidate any person 
in the free exercise or enjoyment of any right or privilege secured to him by the Constitution or laws of the United States. Congress enacted that statute after the Civil War to provide a tool for federal agents to go after Southern whites, including KKK members, who engaged in terrorism to prevent formerly enslaved African Americans from voting. But in the modern era... It's the same folks, you know? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Just like different, different outfits. Yep. It's been used more broadly in the modern era, including in cases of voting fraud conspiracies. In this case, though, it could have something to do with the fact that Donald Trump wanted to eliminate the votes by predominantly black voters. That is, I think, where this particular section, Section 241 of Title 18, is leading us to. I think this is where he was looking for votes to be thrown out. Um, that may be where he violated this particular statute. I mean, we don't have a lot of information in terms of what his actual crime was along these lines, but I'm guessing that that's what it is. And, and the fact that it's a voting fraud conspiracy that we're talking about here, too. Even, let's take out the civil rights aspect of it for just a second. Donald Trump could be charged with a voting fraud conspiracy, a conspiracy to commit voter fraud. That is a massive, massive red flag and violation of the democratic order, basically. I mean, it's, it's a violation of democracy. This is the kind of shit that Donald Trump has been, in particular, screaming about, you know, making false charges against Joe Biden and whoever else, that mm. there's some big conspiracy, some voter fraud conspiracy. It seems like the more proper term in this case would be election fraud. Yeah. And not voter fraud. Voter fraud to me always signifies it's, something that's very specific, like someone trying an to individual. vote individual. Yeah, yeah, exactly that's right. That's individual. Election fraud is a broader problem. Right. So this particular article that I'm reading may be mistaken in, in its use of voting fraud. That's what it says here. So uh, I, I would say it's very likely that we're talking about election fraud more specifically. And the targeting of predominantly black districts where if Donald Trump had had his way, if the Republican Party has, had had their way, those votes would have been thrown out, unfairly mm. diluting the black vote in the 2020 election. So uh, I think that's what we're talking about here. And we'll find out more for sure once the actual indictment lands. And I'm very much looking forward to that. I mean, it's got to be soon. It's got to be within the next 24, 48 hours, Monday at the very latest. Because ultimately, Jack Smith has got to be hearing the increasingly loud TikTok sound of time passing by and uh, the world getting closer and closer to January 20th, 2025, when all of this stuff could become moot if per insane fluke, Donald Trump ends up getting reelected and pardoning himself and oh, stopping the no, federal no, no, investigation. No, no, no. I don't want to produce from Mexico. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, exactly. But, but I mean, I think that's the deadline we're talking about here. So that's why Eileen Cannon and the decisions that she's making are going to be crucial in all of this. And that's why additional charges based on January 6th are going to be absolutely vital in terms of their timing. I mean, this has got to happen soon because now we're adding another criminal prosecution on top of everything else. So there's a line forming of, as of career, there's like a whole line of prosecutors waiting on the left, one cross each. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like all those people trapped outside that TP USA event. 
who right. were promised tickets, pr- promised admission, and now they were just standing out there in the heat, getting pissed off at Charlie Kirk. Uh, boy, some of the things I missed during break. <laughs> Would we'll love to have talked about that on the show. Well, here we are talking about it on the show. I didn't hear about that. What? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, there, you know, there was the uh, monthly TP USA t- Turning Points USA thing. It was the cynical cash grab where they have a convention right. and all the usual stooges and goons show up to entertain the gawking masses, the red hats and MAGA faithful, MAGA disciples. And what happened was I think they sold too many tickets. So there were a whole bunch of people who <laughs> couldn't get into the venue. And they were trapped outside in the blazing Please heat. Please tell me it was in Death Valley. <laughs> well, it was it was real I don't know. I don't remember exactly where TP USA was held. But it was uh, really, really hot, <laughs> as we all have witnessed over the past. The heat dome uh, was hovering right over the Turning Points USA uh, convention. And so all those people were outside screaming and cursing Charlie Kirk, <laughs> which uh-huh. was amazing to look at. And, of course, you're watching this video going, well, you know, obviously, uh, right. they're being scammed. You know, what did they expect? And and these are the people who see scams and conspiracies everywhere. Yeah. is the thing that just drives me insane is that they're so fervently convinced of the deep state conspiracy, and yet they can't see that they're getting robbed blind. Yeah. Uh, did I tell you guys that Moms for Liberty are coming to my local library today and that I'm going to be headed there as soon as we finish taping to uh, round out the counter protest? Are you wearing your combat boots? Is that what you're going to do? Yeah. I was kidding. I didn't think you were actually going to say yes, but okay. Describe for those of us who don't know, describe who the Moms for Liberty are. God, well, they, they, I like to call them clanned Karenhood. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're like a right. bunch of like right wing anti LGBTQ, anti, they're very racist and they want all, they want to purge public libraries of LGBTQ books mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, the children could read them. Right. And uh, it's just like, and, you know, this goes back to, like, folks, raise your kids, okay? Mm-hmm. We'll raise ours. This is a public library. It's going to serve all the members of the community and not bow to the whims and dictates of your weird medieval cult. Yeah. You know, but these, I mean, these people are, like, literally, they quoted Hitler in their newsletter. Uh-huh. On their first newsletter, they're like, you know, he, I don't even remember the quote. It's something about whoever controls the youth controls the future, Adolf Hitler. And I'm like... Okay, literal Nazis, folks. (laughs) That's what we're dealing with. And yet they're getting so much right-wing money, and they're being treated by, like, libraries and city councils and stuff as, like, a legitimate group of concerned parents. Okay, so they are targeting the specific library there in your neighborhood. Okay. Uh, Yes. A very, very nice library, actually. We have a good library. (laughs) Good God. Um, uh, Be careful. Yeah, my brother sent me a text reminding me that the camera adds 30 years to life. <laughs> well, speaking of which, are you going to post some video on social media? Like post anything on Instagram? I don't know. We'll see. I'm not very good at remembering to pull out my camera and video things when things are happening. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, if I, there's a public commentary thing, I'm definitely going to sign up for it and be like, I've got a suggestion. If Moms for Liberty 
don't want their children to be groomed and molested, keep them home from church. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because that's who is grooming and molesting is youth pastors, priests, and law enforcement officers. Go look at the numbers. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, and that's the whole point of what Moms for Liberty is doing and uh, all of this anti-LGBTQ nonsense coming from Michael Knowles and Matt Walsh and the Daily Wire and the Republican Party. It's all a matter of presenting a shiny object to the rubes and suckers to say, oh, look over yep. here. Don't look at the youth pastors that are committing all kinds of atrocities against children. Don't look right. at, you know, the conga line of Republicans who are uh, committing sexual harassment and all the rest of it. Uh, but look over here to this thing that's not really a threat at all, but we're going to frame it as a threat to scare the piss out of the poorly educated. And that's exactly the strategy in all of this. Well, see, now you're in my neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, I've had, like, I've had, you know, I've been going to protests since the 80s when I was in ACT UP. So, I mean, let's rumble, nice. folks. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, uh, I know how to look good on camera. I know how to give sound bites, you know. And I just, I, these people disgust me, though, because they are really hurting people. Yeah. They're hurting children. Yeah, of they, course are they are making it so that trans kids feel hunted. Mm -hmm. And it's just, uh-uh. This shit may work over in the redneck counties, uh, but not, not here. Not our little, I mean, uh-uh. Well, just be safe, for God's sake. Because we know you have this predisposition to throw down. And I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you like to, uh, you, you sometimes threaten the fisticuffs, you know, and we don't want you to uh, get in any trouble. We don't want to have to. I'm meeting a friend there and I sent her a text that was like, if I look like I'm about to do something stupid and or crazy, <laughs> remind me that I don't have bail money. Do, yeah. Do you have your emergency phone number memorized? Can you call someone who has some cash uh, if the uh, eventuality comes around? Are you ready? Are you prepared that if you lose your temper in some way that you'll be able to remember a phone number? Because we don't remember phone numbers these days. I, I, you know what? If someone were to ask me what Kimberly's phone number was, I couldn't tell you. I can I just tell know you my brother's phone number and my husband's phone number, but I'm not going to, you know. Do you seriously have those numbers memorized? Yeah. Jody, do you have phone numbers memorized? Yeah. Am I just lazy and a slouch? You're just on this? a giant man, baby. That's all right. It's okay. <laughs> Let the technology take over for your prefrontal cortex. It feels so much nicer. Yeah, I, I assume <laughs> because of the prevalence of cell phones and everyone's got their contacts listed by name and photos in some cases, you know, the, the idea of memorizing phone numbers has just slipped away. I but know I guess Lonnie's I, number. I know mine. I know two of my three of my phone numbers, and then I know my mom's home number. Um, and her old home number down in L.A., but she doesn't have that place anymore, so I don't have to remember that anymore. Well, uh, la-dee-da. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Should I be you? Fancy, um, fancy. She sold that place. They just live up north now. No, I think I'm uh, just saying that because you have memorized phone numbers, and I have not. <laughs> well, my first phone number also, that I had, as it, when we were 11 years old, my parents allowed us... Uh, Carrie got it first, and then I shared the number with her, and then Aaron shared it with the two of us. The number was, and I'm not kidding you, it was 2 and 3 7662 and 7662 spells snob. Wow. <laughs> and and, and you're, you're, you're okay with having that phone number be on the show? We loved that. Well, nobody has it anymore. Um, <laughs> who has a 213 number? Okay, um, all right. But 550 snob was our phone number. That's amazing. Five five zero snob. That's how we would give it out to people. Here's my phone number: five five zero snob. 
God, that's so the awesome. Best phone number. Yeah, it's like almost like, like there's uh, nine seven six phone numbers back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know, pay like two ninety nine a minute, get berated by a snob. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Told that your shoes are ugly. Told yeah. that you're worthless and that you're insignificant. <laughs> Nine seven six snob. Yeah, that'd be. <laughs> Why are you wearing that? You look terrible. I don't think that would be very popular, would it? <laughs> I know it would be with some. No, it totally would. Are you totally kidding? Would would be, that person, whoever ran that, would be an influencer overnight. Oh yeah, yeah I forgot because everything's a thing now. Some people would get off on that. Oh, they um, would. Yeah. And they, pro- they probably already do. What am I thinking? Yeah. There's probably a Pornhub vertical that's just probably like, <laughs> a naked <laughs> just, woman sitting there, or a naked man for that matter, sitting there berating. His or her own audience. <laughs> that looks like a penis, only smaller. <laughs> Here at 976 Snob. If you have self-esteem, we will disabuse you of that self-esteem in three minutes or less. All right. Uh, well, there's still more to come on the show. Uh, Trump is conspiring with congressional Republicans about how to stop the January 6th investigations. I have a big question for the room about that, so we'll talk about that here in just a second. Plus, Trump threatened violence again if he's indicted. I will not play the audio of that. I will just read the transcript of that particular section. But we also have, uh, speaking of audio, we also have Kevin McCarthy's latest whiny lament about the Trump investigation and how it's so unfair. So, oh my God, you whiny diaper babies. Kevin McCarthy whining and pooping his big boy pants. You know, speaker limp gavel. <laughs> That's awesome. That is it's just got no lead in the pencil. It's just, you know, flippy floppy rubber gavel. Yeah. That is the name of today's show. <laughs> speaker limp gavel. Perfect. Okay. Plus, uh, oh my God, Marjorie Taylor Greene engaged in some revenge porn yesterday. She should should be arrested for that. Again, here are the people that are like, we have to take things that are harmful to minors off the shelves, and they're like looking at dick pics on the house floor. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, the the hypocrisy is going to open a tear in this space-time continuum. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. All right, so more to come on the show. But first, I got to mention that everyone has stepped up. We have a new influx of subscribers. Thank goodness. Because we lost a bunch of subscribers, as we always do. Whenever I take a vacation in July, everyone takes that opportunity. Well, oh, he's, is he gone? Okay, let's go. Bye! <laughs> dash out the door. But, thank goodness, a whole bunch of new people stepped up and subscribed in the last couple of days since I mentioned it on Tuesday's show. Hi, new friends. Yes, thank you. Welcome. But today's show is brought to you by the After Party Podcast in particular. Here's one of the things you can sign up for at our Patreon page. Every Friday, Kimberly Johnson and I record a fourth Bob Seska show podcast for the week. But this one's completely different from the usual Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday shows. The After Party Podcast is loaded with all the politics you want, while also including uncensored, completely obscene conversations about sex, drugs, movies, television, our personal lives, all the crap we can't get away with on the free show. So please help support this podcast by subscribing to our Friday after party for just $10 per month. And bonus, you're also going to get two Shadow Docket shows every week included in that level of support. So it's not just the after party you're getting, you're also getting the two Shadow Docket shows every week. BobSeskaShow.com or just click the all caps Patreon link beneath the logo at BobSeska.com and we thank you. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. 
Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Bob Seska. Night karaoke. <laughs> well, it's tomorrow night. <laughs> if you want to, if you could get a like, hop to somebody's private jet. Yeah. Yeah. It's an actual like every other Friday at this coffee shop called Bouvet, which means you, like everybody drink. Um, Is that really what it's uh, translated? This French, it means like it's a it's the uh, formal like plural like vous, yeah. vous bouvet, you know, and it and when it's, it stands alone, it just means it's a command. It's like everybody drink, bouvet. It's both clever um, and straightforward. <laughs> yes. But uh, we have a goth karaoke night, uh, and yeah, uh, I'll probably be there tomorrow night singing some Depeche Mode. I actually had a guy who's like, I've already called your song for tomorrow night. I'm singing it. <laughs> wow. And you know, so I don't get Someone else is going to sing my goth karaoke night song at goth karaoke night. Also, this is like the perfect hit single length. This looks yeah. to be what around uh, exactly uh, two minutes. minutes and twenty seconds. Is that? Yeah, something like that. My songs are super short. I need to like, but I've got no tolerance for like guitar solos and things. I mean, like, yeah. I can't. I, I'm the anti-prog rocker. If yeah. That's <laughs> Who needs I, a I, middle eight? Yeah. Never mind. I'm a child of punk rock. You know, like the songs are like a minute thirty seconds, and you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Uh, There's nothing so, wrong with that. Yeah. You should make no apologies. Uh, two and a half minute song is a perfect length. Speaking well, of which, ill-fated kayaking trip. Yeah, yeah. Did you see that? Oh god, the worst day of my life. Oh yeah, you went kayaking. Who lassoed you into doing that? 
Ah, yeah. uh, cute boy. But um, <laughs> <laughs> see, you know what? Don't follow every cute boy because they're going to stick yeah. you in a raft and make you tumble down a river, exactly. and it's going to be—it's not going to be. Oh, fun but like for even you. worse. Like I mean, yeah, you know, I completely just like I'm not going to look cute today. It's not going to happen. I have to wear old shit because if anything <laughs> falls off in the river, it's gone. Yeah, your yeah. sunglasses, your shoes, you know. And then the people who shoved in, like shoved off, like right adjacent to us, it was literally a group of gay porn stars. Like, I'm not kidding you. They were like fucking 12, like Adonis guys in their like late 20s and 30s. Were they literal literal gay porn stars? Well, the first clue is that they were all spray tan the same color. (laughs) 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 Except for the Latin guy who was darker. But like, um, and I eavesdropped on them and they were talking about different studios and who pays what. And like, I was just like, oh my God, they are literal porn stars coming down. Just like God has sent them to make me feel pallid, old, and ugly. Yeah. You know what? When I, when I ride past the local rafting, like whitewater rafting area, all I see are children and rednecks. I mean, I'd gladly take a, like a boat of gay porn stars over the children and rednecks. So I was so miserable. I didn't even enjoy looking at them. It was like, (laughs) because what happened (laughs) was. That must have been miserable. I, it was, well, see, like, I got in the, you know, I'm in the river. I've got forwarded the first kind of rapid thing. I'm learning to, like, steer because I've never been on a kayak before. And I look around, <laughs> and Ben is just gone. I'm like, Ben? Ben, ben disappeared. And then I look, like, half a mile behind us up river is Ben's, like, stuck on a rock and not moving. I'm watching us, like, about to just, like, disappear around the bend. You know, um, and I'm just, uh, for some reason, this just made me live it. I'm like, babe, like, what are you doing? Like, what's your plan? You didn't yell or anything. Just, I live here now. Like, I mean, <laughs> Been there, done that. So like, nobody's yeah, just coming stuck. back. It's, it's So I had to turn around and, like, you know, haul ass trying to paddle furiously upstream. And I got about halfway and I was like, oh, <laughs> shit, this, I'm not going to, you know, this is hard. So I yelled for, like, the two biggest guys in the group. And they, of course, are experienced kayakers and know that you ride the swirls of the, like, the eddies. And it'll take you back upstream <laughs> without all that effort. But, like, I got to the other end of the rock formation that Ben was stuck on and, like, leaned over the edge of my kayak and puked in the water because I'd gotten oh my god oh wow so I was done I was like when the vomiting starts I'm like I'm going I'm walking home there's like uh uh-uh screw Ben I'm not gonna rescue him I'm sick I'm getting out of here well no he's fine the two like huge hot guys have rescued Ben and they're like you know (laughs) Ushering so him ben is going river. home with the gay porn stars because of that, right? No, no, no. These are guys from our group. We're okay. both straight guys. But, but yeah. I'm going back to the trailhead. I'll meet you there. And they're like, there's no trails. You, you can't do that. I'm like, what the fuck is that? I'm pointing at somebody's dock. And Donnie was like, dude, that's going up to somebody's yard. You're going to be like at somebody's house. And I was like, and that house will be on a road. <laughs> Which oh, I can wow. walk on back to the fucking trailhead. And I was like really seriously about to chuck my oar into the woods like a javelin. And then I was like, okay, take a breath. <laughs> like, Jesus. You're covered with mosquito your bites. You're sunburned. You're, you're right. soaking wet. <laughs> well, no, we only had been in the river for like 30 minutes before I was like, wait, where the fuck is Ben? Because, I mean, we re- – Yeah. <laughs> But um, And then I got separated from both groups, the forward group and the rear guard, and I was like, there's suddenly nobody on the river but me. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
It was fucking miserable. So that is, I, uh, that is the last time you're going whitewater rafting, right? Or canoeing. Well, or I, the thing was also, because they're like, wear your old shitty sunglasses. So my new sunglasses, my nice ones, prescription sunglasses that I paid a lot of money for last summer, like, and I've treated like a piece of my body. Like yeah. I thought I had left them in the car, but I had actually put them in my string bag on my back without realizing it, <laughs> and I fell on them twice. Oh, oh my like, God. Getting the canoe out of the water, there's all these slimy rocks under yep. the water, and I slipped and fell. And then I slipped and fell again. Then I get back. And I'm about to unlock the car, and I, I'm like, reached for my keys, and I'm like, oh no, my sunglasses are in this bag. And I pull them out, and they're all just bent to shit. And like, and it's like right then, another one of the like the, the gay river satyrs from earlier, you know, like frolicked by, like spraying water <laughs> droplets, like just as ecstatic as a golden retriever with a dead duck in its mouth. Right. You know, Whee! Yeah. And, and, and like, and, like and I bend over to unlock the car, and they, my sunglasses just fall off my face, and I'm like, fuck this day. And you're a total mess, right? And <laughs> I'm like, it's irritating. Oh no, I'm soaked in river mud and water from the tits down. <laughs> Like, and, You're like, I don't usually look this bad. <laughs> dripping with slime and right. sunburned as fuck because even though I kept reapplying the sunscreen, every time I moved the aura over me, it splashed water on my legs, which washed the sunscreen off. So I got like sheets of red down my shins. And, oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> it, All right. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry that was so shitty, but it's also very, I'm very just, funny. So there's the upside. It is. <laughs> I told the whole story at the Patreon blog if you want to go read it. Oh, okay. It's a public post called Drag the River. Yeah, um, patreon.com slash astral summer, yeah. Okay, so Trump is conspiring with congressional Republicans about how to stop the January 6th investigations, and the question for the room is, is this obstruction of justice? I mean, it should be, shouldn't it? I mean, again, we're in brand new territory with all this crap, so it's hard to know exactly where some of this stuff lands because we've technically never had an ex-president who's exploiting his friends in the Congress in order to wiggle out of federal charges. So does this qualify as obstruction of justice? What do you think, David? Does it? I mean, it's abstract, but it's like it's actually what the British would call perversion of the course of justice. Okay, he's trying to put a thumb on the scale, trying to throw every obstacle he can in the path of the oncoming investigation, just like he did the oncoming like moment that he had to step down from the presidency. He is throwing everything at the wall to see what sticks, and he commits these crimes right on the open. And I can't figure out why he's not in prison yeah, because he, is, he poses an ongoing security risk because we still don't know if we got all the fucking documents back. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, just, uh, I mean, but the man has the morals and the, you know, regard for his fellow being of a fucking streptococcus bacteria with ADD. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just like, eat, 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 kill, 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 die, die, you know, like it is just, oh, yeah. and uh, I just... I wish, I wish that we had a justice system that would punish someone that powerful. Yeah. I just, every day that goes by, I just like get a little less hopeful and a little more dreading that the fact that he could actually win in 2020. Which, He's not going oh to. Oh my God. Shh. But, but just don't, put that out of your brain. Shh, don't get happy. Do not get <laughs> happy. Do not get happy, yeah. but zip it. Right. Um, well, there's a solid chance he won't but, get elected, but I mean, there's always that 
outside chance. And, and we were in this place in 2015 and 2016, too. It was like, yeah. ah, well, you know what? There's no chance. They're just yeah. going to laugh him out of the party. There's no way he's, he's even going to get the nomination. And here we are. But I think if it would stop the investigation, he would set Ivanka on fire. Like, I mean, he just, yeah. like, he's that... Uh, and, uh, well, here, so he, one, source, uh, one source told CNN that uh, the call with Stefanik and McCarthy was a long conversation and said they went over uh, plans to go on the offense through their role on the House subcommittee on alleged weaponization of the federal government. So I guess this is specific to Stefanik, as well as her overall efforts to rally support from the House GOP conference around the former president and attack special counsel Jack Smith. Um, one of the things that they're trying to do, and there is no constitutional lever to pull, but they want to or at least Trump wants to have the two impeachments expunged, which is hilarious. That's not going to, it's not a thing. That's not how that works. No. It's not how any of this works, Donald. It's not how any of this works. <laughs> I mean, they may try some form of fuckery to pretend as though they did it because so much of what the Republicans do is make believe. They mm -hmm. say things and then they do things that are clearly unconstitutional that which will obviously get overturned in court. But it doesn't matter because if they pretend that they're doing something meaningful in the eyes of the MAGA cult, then the MAGA cult will continue to hand over all their cash to these people. It's like the reason Lauren Boebert threw that pin into the garbage the other day was to increase her fundraising. Because every time she does something like that, every time she does something obnoxious to own the libs or to own whoever, then her numbers go up. And, of course, she needs every penny she can get her hands on because she's actually in a competitive district. But Marjorie Taylor Greene is all about that. I mean, you know, to an extent, Donald Trump is, too. Donald Trump uh, is playing up these, uh, or certainly the existing indictments and the forthcoming indictments, as a fundraising mechanism. Because at the very least, he wants to know that, well, if I'm going to go through all this legal hell, at least I'm collecting cash for it or because of it. Uh, let me ask you this, Jody. Do you think that democracy can continue to function while there are still maybe 74 million Americans who, be who believe all of this hooey? I don't think 74 million still do. I think it's getting lower and lower every day, um, hmm. uh, which is good. Optimistic, yeah. Um, and again, there's 330-plus million of us on <laughs> in the country. Yeah. Um, so even if it stayed at 74 million, which still shocked me that it got more votes last time, mm -hmm. um, even if it stayed there, a lot of them are dying. Because, uh, again, it's the 74 million. A bunch of them died because they didn't listen and didn't get vaccinated. So they're fucking dead. And you know, I'm not kidding. They're just, <laughs> they're just uh, anyway, um, I don't I'm not concerned about it because there are more of us than there are of them. And I think mm -hmm. we are terrified. And we've got the Victor She's of the world and, and the Gen Z's are like, I don't care if Joe Biden's 150 years old, I'm voting for that guy. Is the notion of deprogramming people we know, uh, because they are kind of... They're they, cultish. They are indoctrinated into a cult, yeah. Absolutely. And so uh, if we had family members and friends who were indoctrinated into, for lack of a better term, a traditional cult... Let's say like right. the Branch Davidians or something like okay. that. I can name something much or closer like, to my house. Oh, yeah. Well, the Scientologists. Yeah. 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 Or opioid dependency. I mean, yeah. it really, I do feel like this is like a non 
substance oriented like it's an addiction yeah. in the it like yeah. gives them a little squirt of dopamine or whatever to yeah. be able to say well i may be poor and i may be angry and whatever society has stepped to me but at least i'm not an n-word or mm-hmm. a you know a trans whatever like whatever, whatever group yeah. they're demonizing today yeah yeah um and so it's like dealing with people who are coming off drugs you have to be kind of gentle with them and not Unfortunately, like you know, de- you know, drench them in the boiling oil of their shame yeah. as much as you would like to. Well, see, this is, this is a conundrum uh, I've been thinking about, and I, you know, fuck me, I was thinking about this throughout my vacation. Like, right. okay, the political solution is one thing, and I think my position on the political solution is quite clear. We need to be winning as many elections as possible by the largest margins possible. That is an absolute given. That is mission number one. The second mission, though, has got to be, to some extent, attacking the root cause, ripping the roots out. Like, what is the disease causing these symptoms? And then how do we get rid of that disease? In the case of opioid addiction, it's the addiction and it's the opioids. You take those away, you you tackle the addiction itself, and then all of the symptoms that emerge from an addiction like that. Uh, begin to dissipate, right? The people are always less vulnerable to any of those behaviors when they feel like they have a future. Mm -hmm. There's a huge crisis right now. You know, Americans are dying younger and younger because we are, we're just like, we're fucking tired. Yeah. We're struggling constantly just to make ends meet. Mm -hmm. And it like, and there's no health care and there's no mental health care. So alcoholism and other substance abuse issues spiral out of control. Well, there, I mean, there, there are resources. I want to be clear about that. I mean, maybe they're not the most robust resources, but there are resources mm-hmm. for, for those sorts of things. You just have to avail yourselves of them and, and figure out whether they're going to do any good. Uh, that's a whole other question. But I do think that they But exist. we're like also just suffering from this whole, like the whole like weaponization of capitalism. Society has become needlessly cruel. Yeah, because there are people in charge who are, you know, making two hundred million dollars a year who are begrudging people just the ability to make a living, which is what the SAG, you know, and the writer's strike is about. Mm -hmm. It's like we're just trying to make we're just trying to, like, make a stable enough family unit and live somewhere that we can have kids and not be in constant economic peril. Mm hmm. Yeah. Meanwhile, guys that wipe their asses with 500 euro notes and shit in gold toilets are just like, no, you must suffer. Mm-hmm. Because if you were special like me, you would be rich too. It's garbage. Yeah. It's- well, I, but let's, let's uh, sort of focus back in on the MAGA problem, the red hat problem, and the fact that, well, you've got this gigantic cult. And there are, of course, levels in that cult where you've got about uh, half of them who are QAnon adherents, who believe things like the adrenochrome conspiracies. And that group thinks that we're all demons. I mean, literal demons. How do you function in a society where 20% of those people believe that they're that the entire group of normals including some ex-republicans are all demons how do we confront those i guess we we have to figure it out on an individual basis yeah it's got to be i mean it's, yeah. it's it's got to be i mean i've with my family with the drug and alcohol abuse throughout my family yeah um in fact i just had to deal with that last week sure um it's hard 
And, and I mean, my reaction is I'm an Irish Capricorn, so I want to punch people. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And, uh, but I was assured not to do that. So I didn't. And then the person that claimed that they were going to do the work apparently has already not. I have asked this person for some video evidence of somebody else still haven't gotten it. And it's like, you know, sorry, I can't help you if you're not going to help yourself. Mm -hmm. And there's really no way. It's like, I love this person, but I can't be around this person anymore. And it's sad. It seems like at the very least finding some sort of common frame of reference Mm -hmm. with some of the people who are gettable. And I understand. I mean, I know there are a lot of people screaming at their podcast player right now. They're too far gone, Bob. Let them go. They're gone. (laughs) To an extent, I agree with that assessment. Some are. There are people who are gettable, but the people who are not gettable what do we do about them? Because if they're allowed to continue to metastasize into our democracy, the only other thing that will shake them out of this cult that they're in is some sort of cataclysm, some sort of disaster. You know, the, the, we had that. <laughs> it was I, the I pandemic. Know. Yeah, COVID was supposed to be yeah. that thing, wasn't Bye. it? And uh, but that uh, didn't guess do it. what they fucking did. They, they so it's just going to be a, an even yeah. worse disaster is going to be required then. And the problem awesome. with that is that will take down a bunch of normals with them. <laughs> I mean that's that's the issue. If Trumpism and whatever you want to call it, Republicanism, whatever the, your word for it is, the MAGA thing, the MAGA cult, if that's allowed to continue flourishing, and we know all the people who are responsible for making it flourish. If that continues to flourish, uh, we can't continue to function as a democracy. It just cannot happen. Because what happens when the next pandemic comes along? And what if it's a more serious virus? You've now got an entire group of people, millions and millions of people, who will not get vaccinated, who will not fucking wear a mask. doesn't matter who's president. They will just not do it. So how many normals does it take down with them? So what I'm saying is, if you play out our current events right now today to their fullest extent looking forward maybe a year five years etc where does this go and how does it end or does it just continue to spiral out of control until there is an explosion it's like a self-limiting thing there yeah. i just feel like the more they get divorced from the idea of protecting their health and mm-hmm. i don't know it's yeah, but, uh, you know, you I've got you know keep re- always think about the Gen Z. The kids are coming yeah, and they, they are. are fired up and they're not having it. And and the media magnifies the 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 number of mag. It, there's not as many. It, it's like Jody was saying. There's more of us. A, lot, are, lot, more of us. Yeah. a lot more. Yeah, we just need to um, vote. Yeah. Right. Right. There are all kinds of dimensions to this mm-hmm. that we're not even beginning to cover here. And, and I hadn't intended to talk about this on the show today. It's just something that I've been thinking about a lot, like trying to game out where we are with this cult, where half of the political debate is now occupied more or less by a cult. They cannot be reasoned with. They cannot be negotiated with. They certainly can't be compromised with. So how does this end up? Do we end up just completely marginalized? I guess we could electorally marginalize them. Yeah, that's, I think I mean, that's Thunderdome-style cage fights. <laughs> okay, that will do it. Uh, maybe there, <laughs> there's your idea. But that's, that's the problem, is we may end up in that future 
you play this out far enough and suddenly there's guys with flame throwing guitars and Thunderdome battles. That's how this ends. That's the kind of cataclysm I'm talking about. You just are so pessimistic. I'm so well, cheerful hello, today, right? I, you know, and you can tell when yeah. I... <laughs> so let's talk about kittens. Yeah, you, well, you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can tell that I haven't been watching Hal Sparks' show lately. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> that's when I watch Hal Sparks, that's when I'm like, oh, I can be optimistic. Okay, uh-huh. let's do that. Uh, but anyway, so um, where were we? We left off here. Trump threatened violence again if he's indicted. <sighs> So he said uh, on some podcast, he said, I think it's a very dangerous thing to even talk about because we do have a tremendously passionate group of voters, much more passion than they had in 2020 and much more passion yeah, than they I've had in 2016. I've never seen anything like it yeah. before. I think it would really be... Really beautiful, wonderful... Pa- yeah. God. Yeah. His fucking 200-word vocabulary is... I, I just... I can't believe I'm still having to hear his voice. I know. It just makes me a little crazy sometimes. Yeah. Just- American nervous breakdown. These people's bullshit detectors are f- completely uh, fucking blown a gasket. Mm-hmm. They just can't see that they're being conned. And it's not really our responsibility to disabuse them of that. But we have no choice because it's democracy and it requires an informed electorate that isn't part of a goddamn political ideological cult. Um, meantime, the Republican Party can't stop whining. In particular, Kevin McCarthy uh, was whining, I guess this was yesterday or today, about uh, the investigations into Donald Trump, the indictments and so forth. And he's still playing that card where he's warning that if they can do this to Donald Trump, they can do it to you. Here's, to ca- here's anybody who steals confidential documents and foments. Yeah, in as long as you're not doing that, you're fine. I mean, what the fuck? Yeah, exactly. Here's Kevin McCarthy. The Justice Department treated the Biden family one way and now found a new way to go after their political opponent and President Trump. I don't think it's just President Trump who would be frustrated. I think Americans would be frustrated. Because oh, as I go across oh, the country, that is what I'm hearing. I hear from people who said, you know what? I never voted for President Trump. But I'm going to vote for him now. Bullshit. Oh, no. Based that's upon not how happening. he's getting. Tr- what did you say, Jody? That's not happening. Of course it's not happening. <laughs> how come whenever he's talking, it's like I'm holding up a seashell to my ear and all I hear is the. He's got like a. He's got like a. speaker ever. Right. He's got like a little boy voice. That's what it sounds he like. Makes Paul Ryan look Tiny like gavel. <laughs> In the wine. Because if they can treat him that way, they could do that to any American. And that is what they believe has to stop, that you need equal justice. If they can do that to him, they can do that to any American. You know how sick and fucking tired I am of hearing that? In 2021, the Department of Justice arrested something like 78,000 people because they were accused of a crime, legitimately. So this happens to other people all the time. All the time. (laughs) I always bring up the example... I mean, to pretend as though Donald Trump is being unfairly persecuted in some way. Like, oh my God, I can't believe they're treating him so poorly. I I can't help but to think of that videotape of Derek Chauvin choking out George Floyd in nine minutes. He didn't get a trial. He didn't get to go play golf while he was under indictment. He didn't get to hobnob at his fucking country club. Right. Nine minutes, arrested, trial, sentencing, death penalty. Nine minutes. Judge Dredd. Exactly right. It drives me up a goddamn wall, you whiny goddamn diaper babies. 
No, but if oh, my was God. She's so unfair employee. to Donald Trump. So unfair. Well, Jack Tessiera, the kid that was arrested for, you know, documents. Yeah, I said, well, exactly. I shouldn't, be, I shouldn't be in jail. Donald Trump isn't. Exactly right. What I guess you really have to engage in the idea of running for president <laughs> uh, if you're under threat of some form of federal indictment. I, I know. I'm going to just always run for president just in case. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what I mean. Yeah, I mean, we, we should anybody just... tries to hold you accountable for anything, it's a political witch hunt. They're just trying Absolutely. to take me up because I'm such a threat to their I'm power. So yeah. That guy. Oh my God. I hate you that. have to have the signatures to be on the ballot. Right. But you can be attempting to run for you president. You can announce yeah. and have a select uh, electoral committee and all this. You just announce. Yeah. And then exactly. you set up the thing and then you're done. Like your new kittens, Jody, could be your electoral committee. They are, and they're just sitting right behind me right now trying to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> we got to take one last break, and uh, when we come back, RFK Jr. and uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Ah, uh, more happiness mm. and fun on today's show right after these fun. words. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska plays more music. Cersei Link, Christian Nesmith from Cosmologica. This is called Satellite. Played this before. Been playing them a lot. You know why? Because they were on the show yesterday. I know. Christian sent me a thank you email for introducing you guys. Oh, my God. We had so much fun. Christian (laughs) and Cersei were just hilarious and insightful and so much fun to talk with. Uh, had such a great time on the interview show yesterday. If you haven't listened, go to bobseska.com or whatever your favorite podcast player happens Christian, to be. like 30 years. Yeah. Well, you know what? He's awesome. And he, he on is. this album, Cosmo. Did you met him when you were three? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I mean, it's possible, right? What's going on, Jody? The, the kittens? Is there a disaster? No. Can you hear me? I can't hear you. Yeah, but you're, it sounds like you're very far away. Yeah, it sounds like you're distant. That's weird. They haven't done anything. They're just with each other. Hold, please. I'll, I'll sign back in. Okay, there you are. No, we can hear you. Yeah. 
Oh, hey, that was weird. Yeah. Because you guys went like, it sounded like you were fast forwarding. Oh, okay. Because it sounded like you were just doing something with the kittens in the background. No, they're, they're, <laughs> okay. on, they're, on, they're far away from anything that they can destroy at the moment. Yeah. Um, you, you uh, can they're destroying we, each other. We've been on vacation. Uh, Don't hassle us. I know. Give yeah. us a break, fuckers. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I've known Christian for 30 years now. Wow. Yeah. A little over that, actually. Yeah. And, of course, his dad is Mike Nesmith and uh-huh. uh, from the Monkees. And mm-hmm. we didn't talk about Mike Nesmith at all yesterday, but we went track by track through Cosmologica. First, we got set up in terms of how Christian and Cersei met and their collaboration mm-hmm. and their relationship and then the inspiration for this album, which they recorded during the COVID quarantine. Mm-hmm. So it adds a whole new dimension to it. The isolation of space travel and so on mm-hmm. is a metaphor for being isolated during COVID. And uh, and we just went through song by song and broke down the tracks and, you know, uh, discussed all of the various influences on the album. And it is just a, a masterpiece as far as I'm concerned. It's one of the best pieces of music that I have the privilege of playing here on the show. I don't usually play favorites like this, but I have to be honest, man, when something comes down that is this wonderful and this groundbreaking, uh, I have to emphasize it. So uh, link in the description, of course, to download Cosmologica and uh, do it now. You won't regret it, seriously. And the good news is, you know what they're working on? They're working on a follow-up album to Cosmologica, Yay! another prog album. Nice. Yeah, and I was strongly encouraging them to, rec- to, to do a live performance of <laughs> Cosmologica. And I said, you know what? If you guys do that, I'm getting on an airplane and flying out there for the show because I'm not going to miss that. Okay, so let's see. We talked about the whining. Marjorie Taylor Greene, meantime, uh, showed Hunter Biden dick pics in Congress yesterday, blown up for the world to see. Didn't they have like little uh, boxes over them, though? Weren't they censored? You couldn't see his actual penis? I don't know because it was censored on what I saw, but I don't know if it was censored on television because it's C-SPAN, right? Oh, yeah. They may have censored it in the press photos. Yeah. And not on the And then apparently she also emailed it to people, so I don't- But why? Why? To what end? Why? This is the thing. It's like Hunter Biden isn't running for anything. No, I'm never going to vote for him for president. Yeah. You know, and I just, it's like they were like, he had crooked business deals. I'm like, Jared Kushner, two billion Saudis. Hello. Hi. Just for fuck's sake. Yeah. Well, you know what it is? Fundraising, David. It's it's about fundraising. I know. She did that because I'm sure her fundraising took a giant- Leap yesterday. I bet she increased her fundraising. Wouldn't that be distributing uh, revenge porn? Isn't that against the law? Yeah. In fact, Fred Wellman posted about that. Uh, He said on Twitter, here's a fun fact. Marjorie Taylor Greene violated the District of Columbia revenge porn ordinance when she shared Hunter Biden's nude pics in the House of Representatives. Just the fact that there were dick pics in the House of Representatives is a fucking atrocity. I just say call him Big Biden because apparently it's huge. (laughs) No, I I admit I peaked and damn. (laughs) <laughs> I think this is like I, I think this is part of the problem is that we're dealing with a you know a bunch of people in the you know the clown caucus with you know micro penises or you know tiny sad little organs that they haven't seen past their swelling bellies mm-hmm. in you know 25 years so they're just mad yeah like someone's out there there's actually someone out there that people want to have sex with 
Well, the um, statute says a third party who comes into possession of the sexual image and who publishes it can be charged with second-degree unlawful publication of a sexual image. This is a misdemeanor offense punishable by up to 180 days in jail and or a fine of $1,000. In order to prove oh, this offense... Oh, I want offense, both. Yeah, wouldn't that be great? 180 days in jail? That'll shut her up. The government must establish that, one, the defendant knowingly published a sexual image... She that did. Was ...obtained through a third party. Check, mm -hmm. right? The person depicted was either identified or identifiable. Check. Mm -hmm. Hunter Biden. The person. I want the bell. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. There uh, so, yeah, the person depicted was either identified or identifiable. So, ding. The, the person depicted did not consent to the disclosure or publication of the image. Oh. And number four, the defendant published the sexual image with conscious disregard that the sexual image was obtained as a result of a previous disclosure or publication of the sexual image made with an intent to harm the person depicted or to receive financial gain. DC code 22-3054. Yep. So there it is. Well, and she, in the, in the in the hearing, didn't she say, oh, this is porn and he flew and blah, blah. And it's like, dude, it's on his own laptop. It's not like he published it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not like you. Exactly. You dumbass. I just, I. <sighs> it was like back during the obscenity hearings in the 80s about, right. uh, you know, devil worship and heavy the metal PMRC music. Shit, and, yeah, yeah, the PMRC stuff, where there were members of Congress, these Puritans, sitting with a public microphone. Uh, in some cases on C-SPAN, reading the lyrics that yeah. they object to. To rap songs. Exactly. Well. Therefore, broadcasting the content that they want to have censored. Exactly. Oh, I'll I mean, never forget. I was flipping channels, and I happened upon Tipper Gore, who I didn't recognize at the time, standing there reading the lyrics to Sister by Prince. So she's yeah. like, I'm just click, click. My sister never made love mm -hmm. to anyone but me. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's like <laughs> Congressional Wives Lesbian Poetry Night. Awesome. So you're seeing that out of context. And you're Completely. thinking that and I was just like, what have I stumbled across? <laughs> like, uh, you know, and it's, you know, gradually became clear. But for a split, I was like, who is this blonde lady and why is she reading her incest poetry? Yeah, and like, yeah. Well, to, to be honest, yeah. one of the reasons why I was uh, a Republican in high school was because of the PMRC and Tipper Gore. Because, I, you know, when you're 16 years old, you prioritize heavy metal over all else. And you else. like Motley Crue, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And just to be clear, Even I was... the punk rockers hated her, too. We were like, lady, yeah. go away. Like, you're... Yeah. 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 Well, and just to be clear, I became a liberal as soon as I got to academia, as soon as I got to college. Just uh, Smart yeah, boy. It's very stereotypical, but that's exactly how it worked. Okay, and finally here, RFK Jr. says he's never been anti-vax. He said this under <laughs> oath in Congress yesterday. We're going to so play the audio. We, yeah. J can we arrest him for lying under oath? <laughs> listen, let's, let's listen to what he had to say and, and make that determination based on his actual words. So here's RFK Jr. Inaccurate. Virtually everything, every statement that you just made about me is inaccurate. I have never advised black Americans not to receive vaccines. At one point you say I'm anti-vax and that's a bad thing. The other thing, the <laughs> other moment you point out that all my children are vax. I fact, I'm fully compliant with the vaccine schedule myself, except for COVID. I, I, I took flu vaccines for 20 years straight. Well, this, you know what that makes him? That makes him a gigantic hypocrite. Yep. 
because he's been screaming about vaccines for as long as like as long as I have been professionally covering politics, which is the yes. better part of 20 years now. He has been talking about the evils and the dangers of vaccinations, mm. linking them to autism and all kinds of shit. For him to sit there under oath and tell Congress that he's not anti-vax, are you fucking kidding me? It's the Trump way. It's just yeah. you just contradict yourself just purely out of hand and pretend that nobody recorded you ever and then be like, I didn't say that. It's just like. Yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah. Yeah, let's hear the rest of this. I have never been anti-vax. I have never told any. I have never told the public avoid vaccination. Oh, that's bullshit. The only thing I've asked for, and my views are constantly misrepresented so that the truth of what I believe is not, we're not allowed to have a conversation with, about that with the American people, which I believe vaccines should be tested with the same rigor as other medicines and medications. Okay, yeah, but you know what? They are, <laughs> they are tested. They are He's totally just trying peer to rebrand himself. Yeah. This is, I think this is very cynical, actually. Well, because he's in like, big, he got himself into huge trouble by saying that the COVID-19 virus was bioengineered. Oh, it was, it was released to kill G- by the Jews to kill everybody else. Except I mean, the Jews, yeah. Right. Bioengineered specifically to spare the Jews and China. Chinese people. <laughs> Jesus like, really? Yeah, and then he's fucking like, don't call people. me anti-Semitic. God damn it. Like, mm. he, this guy's great. He's a fucking Kennedy. He's, like, got, like, blue blood running through his veins. Probably not enough oxygen yeah. getting to his brain. But he fucking believes this, like, Bilderberg shit. Yeah, And we're supposed to take him seriously as a Democratic spoiler. I just... Oh, please fuck off all the way. Yeah, and like, if you, and I think I mentioned this on Tuesday as well, but if you hear people going around saying, oh, why won't Joe Biden debate? I mean, it's just a debate. Oh, it, fuck it that. It never happens. It's no. not a thing. Besides, you don't want to weaken the incumbent. Oh, Hi, my his God. His uncle did that to J- Jimmy Carter, so you know what? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Fuck <sighs> you. Dude. Right. Right. I mean, th- that's hmm, that, that's the disinformation that we see on the left a lot of times, yep. that that's actually yep. a thing. Like yep. Joe Biden not wanting to debate is actually Joe Biden, like afraid of RFK Jr. and afraid of Marianne afraid. Williamson. He could debate. The, he could run around circles on that kid. Of, well, of course. But, but but the other thing is that. It's just not how it works. Exactly. It's not you how don't, any of this works. Yes, do the goddamn math. Every penny that Joe Biden has spent, and, and he hasn't spent any, by the way, but if he were to spend money defending himself against Marianne Williamson and RFK Jr., that's money he can't use to defend himself against Donald Trump, to campaign exactly. against Donald Trump. And we need every goddamn penny to defend yep. democracy in this country. To say that not debating a primary challenger as a sitting incumbent president is anti-democratic, go fuck yourself. Read a goddamn history book. Yep. Oh, just wait. In 2025, we'll get pictures released of Marianne Williams and... and Kennedy and fucking Rand Paul sitting at dinner with Putin. <laughs> exactly know. right. You know what? That's an accurate prediction. We will absolutely see yeah. that. I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest. Speaking of which, we're going to talk about no labels during the shadow docket. Uh, this is a story. I do think it's kind of hilarious that Marianne Williamson, the guru, the positive thinking, like crystal person is being outed as just a seething bitch and a terrible boss. 
Well, you know what? That she just... went after RFK Jr. for the uh, COVID-19 remarks about oh, Jews. Oh, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> and RFK Jr. is like, why are you trying to discredit me? Dude, you were discredited 15 years ago. Yeah. The only reason you've received any credit back is because Americans have a short-term memory. Yeah. A lapse in short-term memory or something. Memory issues. I don't remember. Kids. Things Arr. get flushed down the memory hole. Okay, Shadow Docket coming up next. Patreon.com slash Bob Show. If you're subscribed for five bucks, we'll see you over there. Take care, folks. Bye-bye.